And happy Friday to all. You know what that means, right? Yes, the weekend's coming, but also means another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gommerson. Hello, Adam. This is Andrew, and it's good to be with you again on another Friday. And normally, we would not be talking about uh, Master Arts Theater again so soon. We just recently had our podcast about the Beverly Hillbillies, but this year, uh, Master Arts has a special fifth show for their uh, main stage season, and it is the show Things We Couldn't Say. And we have some cast and crew with us today that are going to talk to us about the show. But before we do that, Adam, why don't you read us our quote of the day? It says, I felt peace even though I was still scared to death. I thought that whatever would happen to me, I could still be killed. I don't know, and in what I'd already been through, God was in control. That comes from Deet Iman from The Things We Couldn't Say. And that's actually from the, I think, I believe a quote from the book that she wrote that this play is based on. And this is um, about the Dutch resistance during World War II. So some pretty uh, somber things um, to discuss in conjunction with this podcast. And a true-to-life story, which is also something that Master Arts doesn't do a whole lot of. But it makes it very exciting to be able to bring this interview to you and to talk about some of these things. They're very important events in history, and I hope that many of you who are listening will join us um, as the show comes to Master Arts, coming up very quickly here. All right, well, uh, today I have the privilege of welcoming in uh, director Pris McDonald, along with uh, Kathy and Taryn Van Lopik. Kathy and Taryn are a mother and daughter who are actually playing the main character of this play, Deet Aman, at different ages in her life. So welcome to all three of you. Thank you so much. All right. Well, um, let's uh, start with one specifically for for Kathy and Taryn. And you can chime in too, Pris, if you'd like. But how long have you been involved in theater, each of you? I have been involved in theater. I don't remember the exact date, but I'm thinking it's probably about 20 years. Uh, this is my 10th year doing shows. I started when I was 9 years old, and now I'm 19, so that makes 10 full years. All right, and Pris, I know you've been at this for a while. Uh, you I'd were, say a while. You were, <laughs> <laughs> you were with Master Arts in the beginning, and you did theater before that, which uh, led to the impetus for Master Arts. That's correct, and Master Arts celebrates 30 years, actually, this year. So, yeah, and you can go back another, I won't tell you how many years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, again, specifically for Kathy and Taryn, but if you want to chime in too, Press, you may. What is your favorite show you've been in, Kathy? That is a really hard question. I really had to think about that. Um, but I think probably my favorite um, has been was when Master Arts did The Homecoming. And um, I played Olivia Spencer in that, the mother of the... Well, the television series, The Waltons, came out of that. but um, So I played the mother in that. Uh, so I think that's one of my favorites. Uh, my favorite, I think, would be the first show that I was ever in, which was September Bears. I played a uh, um, young child named Rosie. And the show was about 9-11 and how it affected like school children uh, in New York and all around the world. I didn't get a chance to see that show, but I definitely know how 
9-11 changed the landscape of America. So that, again, another significant historical event to do a stage play about. And I'm sure it brought a lot of attention uh, to that those issues and in a very uh, entertaining way. Um, Pris, you are directing this show, and you've directed several, but do you have a favorite? Oh, oh my. Um, oh, goodness, there are so many that... that you're really dealing with things that engage the audience, etc. I goodness, uh, Crucible, um, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, lots of them. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I guess you have to almost have it as a favorite, or you shouldn't be directing it. <laughs> and I think that's a good that's a good point because the director is responsible for making sure that the cast they choose conveys the message they want to and brings a satisfying, entertaining, and hopefully thought-provoking uh, performance to the audience. I mean, uh, the biggest thing I appreciate about Master Arts is that typically um, I go out of there challenged and thinking about uh, some interesting things. Even the comedies uh, that Master Arts does have depth to them often. So I think that's important. Yeah. So, Thank you. So, Pris, uh Tell us a little bit about things we couldn't say, and I know you did this a few years ago, but why particularly did you bring it back? Well, I can tell you very specifically why we brought it back, because on May 14, which is the opening of the show this time here coming up May 14, that is the 75th anniversary of the takeover of Rotterdam. And since Dietemann, um was there at that time, and we have told her story before, and we have had her... You know, we've done the show before, but I said to myself, oh, quite a few years ago, um, Deet, you hang in there because she's now 95, as you know. I said, you hang in there because I want to tell your story. We want to tell your story again when there is that anniversary, when we do need to look back and recognize that that kind of horrendous thing happened. And she was directly involved, and I wanted to tell her story so that we and she would never forget. All right, and and uh, this is uh, a question for all of you. Uh, you know, there's always a challenge to doing a play, but I want you to talk a little bit about the challenge of producing a play that is true to life and playing someone that really existed and, in fact, still does exist. Yes, that's probably, I would say, for any actor, the biggest challenge is to play someone who, who is actually living or has lived and yeah now the fact that she is still alive um to remain true to that person but also to the story that their life represents that's extremely um challenging and and you really feel the burden of of being true to that person and to that person's story so how to how to do that accurately is is a real challenge and um, uh, a real, you want to you want to be stay true to that story and and what that life represented. So it is very, uh, very challenging. We're always talking about in rehearsals that we have to think of the memories that go along with uh, each line that we're saying. And it's incredible to think about these 
things, these lines that we are saying have real memories that go along with them that real people actually had. And I can't just say like, oh, I think this is how I should do it or but this is actually something that somebody did actually go through and you want to say like stay as true as you can, especially since she's going to see it. And like, I don't, I don't want to mess it up, you know? (laughs) I will just add that it is a neat opportunity to represent a life that depended so much upon her faith. And that just is exciting to master arts, to be able to display what we believe about faith and how it has to sustain us in the very, very difficult times. And it's, it is great to have a place like Master Arts where these shows will get produced. Uh, because so often when Hollywood tries to tell a faith-based story, uh, they sanitize it. And, and I bristle whenever that happens. But it's great to know that Master Arts exists and can proclaim the truth of these stories without apology. So I'm very excited uh, to see this show again. And I hope that others will come out and see it. And... Uh, uh, this is probably something you'd recommend for older uh, viewers. Do you have an age recommendation? For oh, this? I would say any of your uh, upper elementary on up. Upper elementary. Any of those that are learning what life is really all about. Because these these people that worked in the Dutch resistance, they were late teens, early 20s, and they were risking their lives. So you're talking about people growing up very quickly. Absolutely. Adam, uh, you've been sitting here uh, quietly listening, absorbing a lot. Do you have any questions or thoughts? Yeah, I've been practicing how I'm going to be in the audience when I watch it. <laughs> don't want to be talking too much while you guys are performing. Speaking of which, you know, no show is the same without its cast. Can you tell us a little bit about the size of the cast and just some of the people in there? Well, the cast is quite small. Actually, we have two people that you've met, Kathy and Taryn, and uh, they represent, and they are actually telling Deet. They play the older Deet and the younger Deet. And uh, then we have her fiancé, who, by the way, died at Dachau, um, Hein, and, and he's played by Travis Chabry. And uh, then we have three Germans, because you couldn't tell a story without the Germans, because right. they were definitely the force that you had to, to deal with. And so, uh, and then we have a biographer through which the story is produced or comes from. So it's really a small cast. Um, but that's exciting, too, uh, because then um, each person uh, contributes very thoroughly to the whole story. Very cool. And what is what is the exact run of the show? The exact run is we open on May 14, which is a 30, Thursday evening, and then we go through May 30. Now, let me tell you about May 30, because that's a Saturday night, Saturday that's a Saturday, and at 2 o'clock we have the final performance. But at 7 o'clock at Master Arts, we have the opportunity to meet and greet both Deet and the co-author, James Scopp, from Dort College over in in Sioux Falls, Iowa. So he's coming to join us at that Saturday night, and uh, the the auditorium is open for uh, you to come. Tickets are just $5, but you will be able to meet and greet and have a question-and-answer period and learn to know the forces behind this whole story. All right, so this, these are good things to know, and uh, we will have uh, the link to the Master Arts website and the page for uh, tickets and information about the meet-and-greet. Please note that Master Arts is an intimate venue. 
It only takes about 100 seats to sell out a performance, and you're already selling a lot of tickets. You don't have very much many left. So by the time you hear this uh, on, um, you know, by the time you hear this, there won't be very many left. So make sure that as soon as you uh, finish listening to this podcast, or maybe even while you're listening, you pause the podcast and go to the Master Arts website, get the information you need, and come back and listen to the remainder but we want to make sure that as many people get in to see this show as possible um we by the way just added another show so there's there are some seats now and so yeah (laughs) (laughs) and how do we get our tickets simply call the theater office at 455-1001 that's 616-455-1001 all right and make sure that you do that uh, between 9 to 5 business days, and they will make sure that you uh, get set up. All right, I have one final question for each of you in 30 to 45 seconds. If you were to, if you were to tell someone a specific reason uh, uh, that you would have them come to see the show or maybe perhaps a highlight of doing the show so far for you, what would it be? I would say the highlight of the show and the reason to come see the show is to see faith in action. Uh, She really found out what it meant to depend on God. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that and um, add that this is such an amazing story and it's so emotional that even if you're not going there to see the faith, and I would hope that you would, but even if you're not, it's still such an incredible story of strong people doing what they thought was right. I guess I say why I'm doing it some more is that um, Master Arts is focusing right now during this um, anniversary time of World War II. And by the way, World War II veterans come free. But at any rate, is we mustn't forget. And I wish we could keep history from repeating itself. But unfortunately, it's going the same road again of one people torturing, uh, harming another another group of people. And it seems like it just keeps going that way. And I guess it's up to us as, as citizens and all the rest to stand against the evil, uh, just as Deet Amon did uh, as she tried to, you know, as she exercised her faith because she could not do otherwise. She had to stand against evil, and we must do the same. Yes, it is very true. I don't remember who said it, but um, it's a common uh, quote, common phrase, that those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Mm -hmm. And we say it and we hear it so often that it can become cliche, but I really think it is true. Um, If you look back in history and realize that the people in history were as human as we are, and we go through some of the same struggles, but we can learn from their mistakes, hopefully, and avoid some of them. And I think uh, all of us could do with more history. So please, if you can, come out and see the show. Thank you to all three of you for being here today. We really appreciate it. And with that, I will say to you, my audience, um, to have a great weekend. Uh, Keep serving the best of masters. And one final thing is, once again, for those of you listening on the Master Arts website, the Speaking for Him podcast is here every Friday. So I hope that you will continue to tune in 
and be encouraged along your Christian journey. Thank you very much and have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 